Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, Naughty Monkey. We are about to get into Friends with Benefits. Yes. Okay, so this was a fantastically fun episode for me to record. It was live at Stageworks Theater for San Francisco Sketchfest. Thanks a lot to Janet Varney, Cole Stratton, and the whole crew for having me and being part of that. It was fantastic. Um, Eliza Skinner, hilarious comedian. Check her videos out. She is fantastic. Really great comedian. Uh, Reed Mahalko, Susie Q, Allison Moon. You've met them before on previous episodes. They're all a great time and having everyone together on stage, the best. Okay. Um, a few things before we start. God, right now it's, I mean, Valentine's Day is upon us. You heard the ad. Um, you can get uh, a free shipping. You can get free shipping and a 50% off an item, et cetera, et cetera, at adamandeve.com as long as you type in sex nerd. You know that. Also, I just want to say... Because I can't assume that you're with a partner or partners or single or sad about it or happy about it. I don't know how you feel about Valentine's Day. I know that I've had a lot of Valentine's Day. And at this point, to me, Valentine's Day is more just a reminder to do something nice for myself and the people that I love. So text your friends. Thank them for being so great. You know, Call your parents if you like them. Um, be good to yourself I, more than anything. A little self-love. Sure, put your hand on your pants. Get a massage. Take a walk. Say something nice to yourself in the mirror. I don't know what it is, but just Valentine's Day doesn't need to be uh, drama. It does not need to be that. We make it drama. Um, And I care too much about people to have more peace and kindness in their lives for Valentine's Day to be stressful. Enjoy. Okay. Um, I'll be at Humboldt State University at the end of this month. If you're in that area, uh, check out their calendar for announcements. Um, I will be in Ashland, Oregon, March 1st. Um, at the uh, Love Revolution Boutique. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, I'm really having a great February and I hope you are too. And on and on and on, let's do this. Uh, enjoy the episode. Oh, oh, and I forgot to say Go Team Fun at the end of my live show. I felt so bad. So, uh, hey, Go Team Fun. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello. Hey, welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. I'm so glad to be here in San Francisco talking about the things. And you guys, tonight, we are going to figure out everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everything. In regards to friends with benefits. It's true. We're going to solve all the problems. We're going to put it out into the world in a few weeks when we are recording this live. And then everyone around the world will then have all the tools and understandings of what not to do and how to do it better. And then everyone will be getting laid and it'll be perfect harmony all over the place. And then world peace. (laughs) And it starts here tonight, right here. I feel it. Uh, I am so excited for my guests this evening, and we have a very fancy comedian uh, that I think is maybe um, 
uh, the coolest because she has been on at midnight. She has been on at Chelsea lately. She writes for funny or die, which makes me super crushy on her, um, which is embarrassing. And I shouldn't have said that. Um, but, uh, Eliza Skinner, please come out to the stage. Thanks. How you doing? Good, good. Me too. I'm doing woo too. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to be in San Francisco. Nice town. Good work on that. Um, I, uh, I just got in uh, today, and I'm, I'm feeling weird, because tomorrow I'm supposed to have lunch with my ex-boyfriend who lives here. Yeah, right? Thank you. Thanks for taking care of me emotionally there, guys. No, it's fine. I, I know a lot of people, when you see your ex, you like to dress up for it, Right? You know, so you can be like, like, look what you're missing. <laughs> you made a mistake. <laughs> I like to go in the opposite direction, just look as shitty as possible. So I can be like, yeah, you stuck it in this trash bag. You proud of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> I win the breakup. <laughs> it's all about winning and losing in the game of love. I don't care about love. I care about points. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, I'm like a cool ex-girlfriend. I'm cool. Still stay friends. Keep them around. Not one of those crazy ex-girlfriends. All my guy friends love talking about how oh, my, girl, my ex-girlfriend is crazy. What happened with you guys? She went crazy. I hate that. <laughs> but what's fun is it lets me feel like a detective because if you listen real close... Right before they tell you that she went crazy, they give you a clue as to why they were the worst boyfriend in the world. It's always like, yeah, I took a shit in her sink and she went crazy. Oh, uh, 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 ooh, uh, oh I saw a clue. <laughs> yeah, she didn't go crazy. She went mad. <laughs> she got angry. And that was the appropriate response. Can't call people for crazy for having the appropriate emotional response. What you got to look out for is if you're like, yeah, I took a shit in her sink and she was totally cool with it. She told me to do it again. I'm like, okay, she probably is crazy. She didn't have the appropriate emotional response. Um, my, uh, but, yeah, people are just always like, yeah, they love that, right? They love the crazy ass girlfriend. She went crazy. Yeah. They also love saying, um, uh, why, why do girls, why do girls fall for, uh, for, for assholes? Why do girls, I don't know what voice that is. Um, <laughs> it was the wrong voice. It's not that. It's more like, like, oh, why do girls, and, and that sounds, that sounds like a sad porpoise, right? <laughs> like a little porpoise who's like, oh, I do all my homework. Why don't girls like me? <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, people are always like, why, why, why do girls always fall for assholes? Why do girls like jerks? Why do girls, girls always fall for assholes? That's not the question. The question is, why do sociopaths have such good hair? <laughs> Get on it, scientists. Figure it out. We'll unlock everything if we figure that out. Um, my most recent ex uh, is actually my ex-fiance. So, oh, no one took care of me that time. <laughs> Just out to sea. You're on your own, Eliza. No, it's fine. He's fine. I'm fine. I just don't know how to stay in love with someone after watching them sleep on an airplane. So. Okay, if you're not laughing, that's because you sleep on airplanes. And the rest of us want to pour sand in your mouth and sew it shut. 
because you look like a big dead baby. It's hard to feel sex feelings about you after seeing you that way. <laughs> it was also hard for me to start dating again after that because uh, I would go on a couple dates with a guy and be like, oh, funny story. So I used to be engaged and then there would just be a man-shaped hole in the wall, like a puff of smoke behind it. I think they were making a lot of unfair assumptions about me. I think that they were assuming that I was like, oh, please, it almost happened. Oh, I came so close to sweet wedding. Oh, I still have the dress. I keep it in my kitchen and sometimes I dance with it. Do you want to dance with my dress? Which is not true. Keep it under my bed so I can smell it to sleep. <laughs> no, that's not true either. I didn't do any of that stuff. Like, as soon as the ring went on, I was like, ah, it feels like fire. <laughs> not for me. Different life choices. <laughs> but that's how you learn about yourself, right? <laughs> All right, that's enough of me. Let's bring sex nerd Sandra back out here. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Uh Oh, different so life choices. Huh? You sit right there. Right now? Yeah. And don't you move. Oh, no. I, wish I, I wish I'd sit differently then. <laughs> this is not comfortable. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, no. Oh, man. Eliza, I've learned so much about you in the last five minutes. Yeah, I figured I'd do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. And you bring up a good point. Sometimes we can't be partnered. You know? We walk through this jungle of life by ourselves and we need a bone sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you have really sexy friends. Yeah. Are you s- friends with benefits savvy? Are you good at it? No, I am bad at it. <laughs> Why? Why? Beca- uh, because I, uh, I, every time when I want, when I want to have, <laughs> when I want to do it with somebody, I really want to do it with them. Uh-huh. And like all the time and a bunch. Um, and if I don't, I don't. And so, like, I can't just be like, eh, friend. Oh, how would you be friends? Um, I'm more like, and then what about tomorrow? <laughs> and what about the day after that? Or what about later this afternoon? So, Okay, so uh, like one taste and, and you're, you're hooked. Or just, like, uninterested entirely. Oh, okay, and then, like, no more watching the game together or whatever friends do. Yeah, well, I, I can just do the friend stuff, but I won't, like, it, it, it could be friend with benefit. <laughs> okay. But just not benefits. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't ruin the friendship if you do the benefit? Huh. Uh, he, no, no. Hmm. No, it doesn't. Um, it weirds the friendship. Okay. It does weird it. But I, but I've had, but like sort of the way that, like, like ivy grows over a wall. Like it, 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 it grows over after time. <laughs> you can normalize things after time. Like I don't, I you never speak of it ever again. You just let the ivy grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not like, don't speak of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had, I've had other friends start dating people that I have benefited from before. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, oh, that's her boyfriend. That's great. And I, I get like a little weird, like, oh, I hope they don't think that, I hope they don't feel weird about me. But usually they don't. So then they're definitely in my life for a long time. Oh. <laughs> Especially if they get married. Because <laughs> then she knows, like, yeah. you're, you're off the table. Well, Maybe you're less threatening. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I feel like I'm still threatening. I feel like they're, they're usually my friends are like, Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny that you and Brad, that's funny. <laughs> oh, remember when you guys did it? <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh, man. and I have to be really like, Oh yeah. And I was grossed out by him, but in a way that I could see how handsome he is, you know, it's, <laughs> it's difficult waters to navigate. Oh my goodness. Cool. Well, um, I'm really excited to have you on the show we've never uh, you've never been on the show before oh, and yeah. i get to find out all sorts of things Ooh, about you terrifying oh, oh no <laughs> hold on okay uh, i would love to get our next guest out here on our panel of love um Susie q <laughs> hi Susie q get on out here hey <laughs> So Susie Q has been on the show. We um, I forget what I titled the episode, but we talked all about sex workers' rights. Yeah. Yeah. And you were an author and an activist and a sex worker. That's true. And all of it. all around fancy human being. I try. You know, I try yeah, when I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, Susie, so you know, Eliza, Susie, yeah. when I asked her about how she felt about Friends of Benefits, I was like... Oh, Susie's gonna know all the answers. Like she's gonna be so good at everything. Why does everyone always think that about me? Why? Why you gotta ask the? Because you're whore. wise and stuff. <laughs> you're, you're like really wise and like centered and whatever. And so I figured Thanks, that you do things well, and you do. But apparently, there is a long road of just tragedy. <laughs> Would we say tragedy? Would we say tragedy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> But yes, there was not always, yes, um, I think everyone has made missteps along the road, um, you know, on the way to whatever situation they're at now and whatever missteps they're currently making. So, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't always been perfect and currently I'm not at all. So yeah, I'm so down to talk about messy, sexy time. That sounds gross. I'm sorry. Not, I didn't mean like, yeah, it sounds like, like messy, you know, down I mean. a plastic emotionally. Sheet. Yeah. No. Oh, it. I guess I I feel like I relate to you a lot is when we were talking you were telling me about was it Meg? Oh, oh Meg, yeah, from college, yeah. Tell tell, tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, you want to hear about Meg? Oh God, I haven't thought about Meg since like for like years. And then you were like, "Have you ever had a messy friends with benefits situation?" And it, it came to mind. It was um, freshman year of college when all good choices are made, <laughs> and um, I had this crush on this girl who lived in the dorm floor below me. Um, she, I think, had a girlfriend back home, and we were just sleeping together. And I was like, "I'm a young modern." woman. We don't need labels. We don't need the patriarchy. We just need to scissor. <laughs> so we did a lot of that and I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I can. She has a girlfriend. It's not a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Except I love her. I love her so much. I love her. So usually my um, friends with benefits situation for a long time, basically until I moved to San Francisco, I think as with many people have that story, um, were fraught with uh, unrequited love. I don't know if any of either you have that experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the feels. They just come. I think when you just come with someone a certain number of times, it's hard not to have a, another feel, yeah, I've I found. I think there's brain juices that actually do that. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, lots of, lots of those oh, bonding Oh, you're attached juices. to this person now. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. It didn't end well with Meg, needless to say. So. Yeah. No, uh, for me, friends with benefits usually is just pre-boyfriend uh, and 
or girlfriend time. Like it's just like, oh, now I love you forever, and let's be partners. Oh, that's a and, yeah, that's a but dangerous statement to put out there. Yeah, because that's what everyone wants to be. Tr- everyone wants that to be true. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people. A lot of people, I think, in uh, friends with benefits situation are like, this is just before he becomes my boyfriend. <laughs> like in the movie. Like in the movie. <laughs> and then that doesn't happen. And she's like, it's just way before. It's still a few months away. <laughs> no, as much as like I get really sad whenever I watch Pretty in Pink, because it's like every time I turn it on, I'm like, no, this time she's going to get to the prom and Ducky's going to be there. And she's going to be like, Ducky, it was you. The the whole time I was I've been such a fool and that never happens uh, and it, wait a minute uh, oh Ducky, Ducky was, your, your stalking paid yeah. off <laughs> uh, the way that you showed up all the time and I said no but you kept doing it, <laughs> it worked out. I just made a feminist mistake I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I love Ducky I just love it but he was cute but he wasn't doing that right. to us he wasn't showing up at our house I, so we like him. Right, exactly exactly <laughs> but I just think that it is kind of a valuable lesson that like nine times out of ten like that's not the way it goes down it's not if you have your friends and like if that's the box that you draw around each other it, you even if you like suck each other's dicks sometimes it's usually gonna stay in that friend box and that's okay that can be beautiful unless someone else is going like get me out of that box i want to be in the girlfriend box um but it doesn't usually end that way no but for no, you sh- it does oh <laughs> yeah but like but then you just end up in a relationship that was, is doomed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then it ends, and you're like, I knew better. You know, three years later, you know. <laughs> Hypothetically, right? I mean, it takes me a long time to learn. I'm a slow learner, even my learning. Um, I I'm fascinated by how many different types of definitions people have for this. So, what do you think friends with benefits means? You first. Someone that you're friends with. (laughs) (laughs) That you're sexual with multiple times while having no romantic, committed relationship. That was really good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Susie Q? Okay, so I'm... I feel like I always do this thing where when I start to define a term, I'm like, but re-, I get super postmodern about it. And by the end of it, I'm like, but it really, it could, like, we could be friends with benefits <laughs> right now. You know? Like, it's everything. Like, I've just lived in San Francisco too long to be like, it's definitely this and nothing else. Like, so, like, I think about friends with benefits and I think, like, okay, my favorite friends that give me my favorite benefits are the ones, the friends that give me cash benefits. <laughs> like, those are the, the best. I think. And like, speaking about, you know, like people outside of our like weird, stupid, alternative, not stupid, but you know what I mean? Like alternative poly, sexy San Francisco's lifestyle. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, don't mock them at all. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I That like is my life. I have three partners. Like I, I can say I suck, you know? But like, I think that outside of that, a lot of people do maintain clear boundaries around friends with benefits through transactional relationships. Like people have 
their escort that they see when they go on their business trip once every six months, or they have their favorite stripper that they see, you know, like every now and then when they're feeling super lonely and like that stays in that box. Um, but then I think about like other types of friends with benefits relationships. Like I have people that are true. Like I love like hanging out and like watching movies with and like doing some sexy time and like going home and they are truly like a friend that I also like engage with sexually. Um, but then I think about friends with benefits. It's like, okay, well my fiance is my friend and one benefit I get from him is like orgasms and like dealing with our financial situation and like my mother. So like that's a great benefit too. So I don't know. Here we are. It's really everything. (laughs) Welcome to San Francisco. I don't know. (laughs) Oh man, you really, wow. I have your mind. Yeah. The transactional uh, aspect, it's fascinating because it's true. There is a certain amount of, uh, you give me sex, I give you sex and we not trade feelings. Uh, Goodbye. Uh, See you tomorrow at D and D or whatever. I mean, Um, the whole adage is like you, you pay, a hooker to like leave. Yeah, exactly. And that, that piece about not interfering with the rest of your life, especially if you have a situation where that would not warrant, you know, a non-monogamous agreement. You well, know? It, and it's in a lot of ways, the, the least confusing type and the, the, yeah, the, the most honest type right. where it's like, well, we're not going to get confused. I, we, we see what this is about, what, what this transaction is, um, rather than just like, you have to sense it. From my actions or not return text messages. <laughs> God forbid we like have an open, honest communication about what we're both available for and what our expectations are of the situation and the sex that we have. Like, pfft, gross. Sometimes even if you have those, though, yeah. you hear what you want to hear. Um, and you are like, yeah, but that's how it is this week. Three weeks from now, boyfriend. <laughs> P.S. Can I just say I re- I now have a crush on you too because you just said like, yeah, sex work is totally like the more honest way to do it. <laughs> I'm having such a good time. I, just, <laughs> I think uh, it's true. I think it's just like, yeah, like, uh, oh, we, 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 we get it. We're just saying it. It's fine. I don't know. I said it already. Yeah, I, the agree most honest. I know. I agree that I said, and what you just said, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> So on the Sex Nerd Sandra Facebook page, I asked, what does it mean to have friends with benefits? And I had a few interesting reactions. Uh, One person, a DM, he said, gray area. This gray area. And I was like, oh, for some people, it's that vague. It's just the uncomfortable in between. You know? That sounds like an old bush, though. Yeah? Oh, the gray area. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Sandra. So, Rihanna. Rihanna? One of the. Rihanna. She gave me an answer. I want to know what she thinks friends with benefits are. She is funny. Jay Z and Beyonce. Half of of my Facebook page is just trying to understand how to pronounce the people that comment on my Facebook page. Like, they're from all over the world. I'm just. So, it's like, Rihanna. Someone who you can have sex with on occasion and also hang out with, but you both understand that you're just friends and neither of you want anything else. I think it's interesting that neither of you want anything else. I feel like sometimes that's true, but so often it's like, lies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or Um, someone doesn't want anything and then they do. (laughs) Like, it changes. Right. 
Yes. And I feel like a good test, if you actually are friends with benefits and not just fuck buddies, is if you actually are like, hey, why don't you, uh, let's go grab a drink and then like check out a movie. And then they're like, nah, but if you want to bone later, you know, like the people who have like been texting you at like 11 at night, it's like, oh, we're not friends. We're not really friends. <laughs> friends go check out movies. Yeah. This is a nothing with benefits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are just benefits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like medical. Free benefits, welfare state. That's what that is. <laughs> but, like, what if you have a friend where, like, the main thing you have in common is, like, maybe you don't like the same movies, or maybe your friend friend is kind of, like, annoying when they're not going down on you. Like, what about... <laughs> the times that what if you don't want to hang out with them and the for the friend activities you want to do just simply involve like body fluids all the time uh, am i a bad person no. am, I, am i this asshole you, you, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no benefit is the friendship no i don't know benefit is the sex the well, benefit. Yeah, yeah yeah but you're saying like what if there's no can't they can't you be friends with them if you're not friends oh, with them but right. you're not friends with them so but what it's if, still just benefits i'm just okay and that's just fine that's fine no okay. So Chris said, for me, friends with benefits means they were people I loved that I was incapable of having a relationship with. Oh, <laughs> ducky. And <laughs> I was, but I don't think that's ducky. He said incapable, not like they didn't want to have. That's like, oh, but my heart is hollow. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't someone, feel I, that's what I love about the Facebook page is people will be like, what do you mean by that, buddy? And then so he responded that oh. it was uh, all about the fact that, you know, they weren't compatible, that like it, it wouldn't make sense for it, it would be a doomed relationship for whatever reason, but that you still love them. And that's just, that's a poignant, it's just in my heart right there. Mm, it hurts and it feels good at the same time. And that's why I'm a romantic. <laughs> like people that- are really fun to fuck, but like totally not the type of person you would want to like be in a long-term relationship with. Not because they're a bad slut that doesn't deserve love or anything like that but just simply maybe you have like different values or a good slut just a good slut that you don't want to see movies with <laughs> i love you suzy q <laughs> um and my favorite answer to this was uh by nairi a serious oh I can't read, and I'm wearing my glasses this time. A seriously Shakespearean tragedy, quasi-nuclear fuck-up waiting to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> or like most things, I'm doing it wrong. Wrong. X. I don't... Is that like... I think she sent me a kiss. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that um, sounds right. Which brings me to um, you know, what we do wrong. What we do wrong in relationships? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I I really want to bring up a a wonderful sex educator, author, and friend of mine, Allison Moon. Hi, Allison Moon. You come up to the stage. Hi, Allison. You just uh, you just published. Bad Dyke is a series of stories. I did. Actually, a series of stories pretty much about friends with benefits. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you're about to publish Girl Sex 101, right? Girl Sex 101 comes out in April. All about how queer ladies do it. In and it's a graphic own. novel, FYI. Yeah. Very graphic. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Dad jokes all night long. That's really good. And I know that I have a bunch of uh, seemingly female-bodied people up here, and I realize that that's really messed up, that I have an all- 
woman panel. Uh, but there's at least a dude coming up later, so shh. <laughs> Why is that messed up? Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's sketch fest, man. It's all about like getting more women in comedy. You're perfect. Oh, well, oh. yes, I am. But that's not what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, perspective-wise, I just like to try and, but you know, hey, ha apparently I have a lot more... Uh, women friends than I thought I did, which is cool because I used to be one of those jerk faces. They're like, "Oh, oh my god, friends are guys," <laughs> and, and then I, you know, changed and evolved like a person. Are all your friends um, with benefits, guys? <laughs> you know, I did realize at one point that I've slept with almost all of my male friends. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut that out of the recording, <laughs> but it is pretty funny. I said that in front of my partner the other day, and he just went, "Ah." <laughs> No. Anyway, um, Allison, uh, <laughs> you actually said something amazing about lesbians recently and U-Hauls and how it re- and how it relates to friends with benefits. And could you please just, just flesh that out for me? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a an old yarn in the lesbian community that. After, like, the second orgasm and or second date, somebody rents a U-Haul and you move in together and share cats. <laughs> the cats meet each other. Your pussies meet each other. Everybody everybody decides to form a home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that happens a lot in the lesbian community. Which, though, I was listening to this and I'm like, that's so interesting. Because, like, I feel like the lesbian community, from my experience, purely anecdotally... There's a lot of friends with benefits that happens because the communities are so, like, insular and, you know, in any large urban community, like, there's only so many dykes. And so you just kind of have to date each other. (laughs) And so a lot of us end up dating each other's exes. And so you're like, but I could totally be weird and hate you. Or we could just kind of hang out and learn to, like, hang out with each other and get over it. And then now all we're all just friends with benefits in this really strange way. It happens a lot. So so your friends with your partner's ex. And then like you might be the current of your partner's ex and then all of a sudden shit gets weird. I don't know. It's great. Shit gets world weird or shit gets sexual where every because you said then we're all friends with benefits. And that sounds like you just like there's just like lesbian orgies every six months where everyone just gets it out of their system. Are there? Where? That feels like it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's called mural like, pile. Such <laughs> a tea party nightmare. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally what the Republican Party is terrified of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well then we gotta do it yeah <laughs> well but that's the thing my, in my experience like i've slept i sleep with men and women and other people um and honestly the weird stuff has always been when i'm sleeping with men because the guys get weird so i'm like i feel like i'm like the i'm the asshole on the panel because i'm like oh no like why are you changing this is perfect why are you liking me too much and sending me strange emails let's just keep on fucking once a week <laughs> like that's happened to me way more with guys than it has with women which is strange. Do you think it's a cultural thing? Do you date, uh, tend to date and sleep with women who are in like kind of a queer poly type of space and then guys who come from a more like mainstream traditional space? I have no idea. I have no idea. No way to know. Well, does we need it, to figure it psycho- out. psychoanalyze me? I don't does know any, why. Does anyone have any opinions about this? I'm looking at you, audience. Yes. Communication. Communication. Process. We process so much, we figure it out. That's true. Women know how to talk to each other. Hey. You hear that, dudes? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I saw a hand up there. I think it's different possessiveness. I was trying to do your voice because you weren't at the mic, but I just sounded like a jerk just then. Possessiveness? Do you think it's possessiveness? Like, did, did, did. 
Well, I think, yeah, I think there's like that natural, I think when you're like straight paired, it's easy to fall into like the paradigm of like, now we're supposed to date. Like you just kind of naturally assume that that has to happen because that's what all of our culture tells us to. With queers, you're already like, well, we're already kind of not doing what my mom wants me to do. (laughs) So there's like no rules. So you have to kind of figure shit out on your own and talk like grownups, you know? And again, like I've been in some dysfunctional lesbian relationships, let's be clear. So it's not, I'm not saying that like it's better anyway, but. I think that there is a certain level of like, well, if you kind of just end up like when, you know, it's like the status quo, you keep on dating and then you're like, suddenly you're married and you're like, how did this even happen? Like, I don't even know if I like you very much. Like it just kind of falls into place. I think with queer stuff, it's like, well, you kind of have to make up your own rules because there are none. Hmm. Hmm. That sounded way more profound hmm. than it actually is. It's not that smart. <laughs> I don't know. Well, even from when I first started using Facebook, uh, there was that relationship status. It's complicated. And now it, that's just sort of a catchphrase for when you don't know what the fuck's going on in, in your love life. And I know that there are different types of reasons that you might have friends with benefits. Like some people have a spouse and then they, they have uh, other relationships of different sorts. Um, and then there are the people who are single and just try and just busy and in grad school. And they just need to like get their situations taken care of on a weekly basis and then get back to work. You know, like I feel like there's different, different ways that it gets integrated into their lives. I feel like for people who have a primary partner and then want to have something on the side, it's, it's like there's more stability there. But for someone who is uh, just out in the world trying to, you know, feed their cat, get to work, and get off with a friend. Uh, I feel like that's where it gets... It was feeding the cat, also getting off with a friend. Yeah, I thought oh. that was what that meant. I, I thought it was good. It was, yeah, I was there. <laughs> for, what are some problems that come up? Because I know uh, falling in love when uh, like, like that one person said, uh, uh, nobody should want anything more. Like wanting something more, that's a problem. Or can be. Yeah. Picking a psychopath... Is also a problem. <laughs> well, because when you're dating someone, you go out on dates and you have conversations and you're like kind of giving someone a, a job interview for being your partner. But with this kind of stuff, you're like, that guy was always with all of us when we would all go out to the movies and he's cool. And, <laughs> and yeah, oh, but we're just, I was just with him. And then, uh oh, that's a psychopath. <laughs> oh. Maybe just me? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't... See, I don't pick psychopaths. I, I mean... Oh, they are fun. <laughs> I no, I pick, like, the really sweet, shy ones, and then it's, like... It, yeah, too many feelings. Everybody's got feelings. Feelings all over the place. Oh, psychopaths get feelings, too. Oh, well, not those feelings. Like, yeah. like the... Like, yeah, but they're oh. just never the good ones. They're <laughs> clinically unable to. We're going on a weird road here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what else? What else? I think that it's always a little awkward when um, the situation changes. You know, like if you're if you're dating and you're doing, um, you know, this the more traditional like, hi, I like you, you like me, we're gonna date for a while, and then like it'll either work out forever or it'll most likely just not work out. But when you're just like fucking somebody, just like casually hanging out, and then something changes, and like maybe you still have other partners or you're still gonna date somebody else, it's it's a really awkward conversation to have. It's just like I really just don't want to hang out with you anymore and I don't want you inside me. Well, like, I, I wonder if this is part of kind of what you were saying about the gender differences is that I feel like you can feel when something's changed and a lot of times you'll try to bring that up with someone and they'll be like, what are you talking about? 
And they're like, oh, come on. <laughs> we feel, we, there's that, the energy. The we sucks. feel the energy. Like, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no energy. There's no such thing as energy. Goodbye. I'm going to work. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, there's that like just shift. That I just think like breaking up with people casually is 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 weird and hard and like a little it can, can result in some feels. I feel like it's more personal, right, huh? you know, because it's like a breakup, but there's nothing to break up. But it kind of is. But yeah. then you never talked about it to begin with a lot of times, and it's like oh, so and just God like so, help you if someone says why? Because you can always uh. be like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. But it's not a relationship, so it's really just like no, I don't want to spend any more time with you, and that's hard. But what if you? feel like they're getting feelings and then you're like i need to cut this shit off before things get a little too heated here um that's a much easier conversation to have oh oh, okay i mean maybe not but i feel like it's just like nicer to say like i i feel like this is getting too serious so like i and i I don't want it's not serious what are you talking about what are you talking about Ah, i'm a fool Uh. you're right (laughs) it's hard because people will then deny it deny it. Like I have several and, and guys, honestly, I know plenty of guys who can conduct amazing friends, uh, friendships that they have uh, casual sex with no problem. And, and they can tell that the person that they're sleeping with is just starting to be like, I love you so much. And they're just like, I just want to put my dick in you and see a movie. You know? <laughs> well, it, it's that there's like, there should be in theory, no reason to end it besides I do not like you or your body. <laughs> and no one wants to hear that, so no one wants to say that. Like, you, it, there's no... There's it, no way around you know, it. Like, there's no, like, oh, my mom doesn't like you. Yeah, like, or I'm too busy, or there's no... It's just like... You're you suck. no more for you, of you for me. Yeah, well, but like all my, all of my, well, not all of my, the most significant ones I'm thinking of right now, all of which happened in college. What is what is with college? Um, what happened with um, like when I was friends with benefits, everything was peachy, and then they met somebody they wanted to be monogamous with, and I'm uh, like, but we had a good thing going. Like, can I get grandfathered in? Like. <laughs> Like, you know, where you're just like, but it's, I'm not a threat. She's probably fine with me, I promise. Like, it's fine. It's not even a big deal. It's like study buddies, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like, and that's where it always been the problem with me. But I'm like, but everything was perfect. And now you met somebody you actually want to meet, take to meet your mom. And now I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, it's hard to be. And because even if you are friends with benefits, like that, I, I disagree with the person on Facebook who was like, no feelings ever and no one wants them. I think like, <laughs> I really think the key to the friends with benefits thing being successful is focus on the part about being friends and less on the benefits. It's like, yes, it's great to fuck, but like be nice to people that you fuck. Like even if you're just fucking, like treat them with the respect that you would a friend, even if they're not your romantic partner, like you can treat treat them with the respect of a human that you value and like spend time with inside you. You know, they deserve that much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to talk about how to conduct friends with benefits well so that we can all get the sex we need. Let's feed our cats right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, did, you meant it that way I that did. time. <laughs> okay. right, you got it. You got it. Ah, uh, someday I'll be a person. Uh, uh, Allison, thank you so much for coming up. Thanks, thanks yeah. everyone. Read Mahalco. Would you like to come up to the stage? <laughs> Reed, Reed has been.
been on my show as well several times. We talked about threesomes. You, Allison and I talked about that. We've talked about flirting. Uh, ooh, what did we talk about um, in the studio with Matt Kirshen, the comedian? Uh, he was British, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about being British. Like hand jobs or something? I think like hand jobs or something. It's hard being British. You know, you know like you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, is British, does British mean hand jobs? Yeah. In this situation, yes. Oh, no one knows how to give a British. <laughs> I, I disagree. I disagree. Prove it. British invasion. Uh, read. British um, invasion, yes. <laughs> you are a sex geek and a sex educator. Yes. And are um, in terms of sex educators, I know you are so great at busting out like clear guidelines for things like how to have a difficult conversation, for example, like you are really well known with sex geeks around that. And you have something yes. called slut protocols, slut protocols. Um, so understand this for those of you who don't know me. Um, I am, I was the fat seventh grader with the Mork and Mindy suspenders who literally in sixth grade nicknamed themselves captain Twinkie <laughs> made a t-shirt with the iron on letters and then insisted that people only address me as Captain Twinkie. <laughs> I got no play. <laughs> but today, that shit gets me laid. Because my nerdery and my geekery have allowed me to front load the process of being completely inept and very insecure. And if you can put things into words and be clear with people, communicate well, um, and do it in a way where you can be clear quickly before they think you're creepy, um, your mileage may vary. Um, then all of a sudden, you actually start generating kind of what people experience as you being safe because you're more clear and better to articulate things that most people are like, fuck, we're having the conversation. So uh, front-loading, just doing a lot of that work up front, yeah. even though that's sometimes the hardest time to do yeah. it. And okay. my theory is scare the people away who shouldn't be with you in the first place. And so for me, as somebody who eventually realized that I'm a slut, my life got way easier when I just started sleeping with other sluts. Because then no one was mad at me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so it's like date your species, whatever that looks like. You have to do the work to figure that out. And if you're doing a friends with benefits thing, we can geek out on, on imprinting and transference and how people fall in love. And there's a way to mitigate that so that, so that you can still treat people like a friend, but mitigate the, the love falling in love piece. Now, in terms of species, like you're using the word slut, which I, I don't live in the Bay area. Uh, judgy. No, I've always wanted to live here. There are sluts everywhere. Um, I don't consider myself a slut. Uh, but they're everywhere. Like there are oh, they're everywhere. I thought yeah. you said, you know you're a slut. I thought you said that. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, your wow, brain just you... heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought he was teasing because he's Sandra, teasing. this is an intervention. We're here to talk to you. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, am I a slut? Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm curious because um, I guess because a lot of people, especially when they find themselves single and, and tend to like to be monogamously partnered or just uh, are, don't consider themselves like really highly active uh, sluts. Um, I feel so weird about that word because I know some people get hurt by the word and then others are like, wow, you know, take back the night, you know. <laughs> Everybody say slut. Slut. See? Okay, fine. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, you don't have to identify that way if you don't want to. I just want to be clear. And and are we are we saying that if somebody wants to create a a, a sexual relationship with a friend that they are delving into being a slut territory? N- no, okay. no, not at all. But but there are things from if you. Hanging out and, and clocking a lot of time with other sluts, there's some things that are really useful. It, it's my personal theory, y- y- y'all can weigh in, um, that I think, this is not proven, um, that's, that people who are really good at having a lot of sex with a lot of people just fall in love a little bit differently hmm. than other folk. Um, so what you can do, you can learn from this, is there are certain things that will that you can just kind of prep for to delay the trigger response of your imprinting and starting to fall in love with somebody. And then, so these are the slut protocols, right? Which are what I would advocate for people who are like, I, you know, I'm busy, I'm in school or whatever it is. And I need to like get my rocks off, but I don't want to have a relationship. Too many people end up having great sex and then the endorphins and, and all the texting and the staying connected, and they, they're slowly tripping into love yes. and having a relationship, but they don't know it because we don't talk about stuff like this. Susie, that's what we, you and I have in common is we both fall in love a lot. Yeah. We're really good at it. It's great. But like, I fall in love too, but I just label them as crushes in a way where I'm like, oh, like I don't know if this person and I are a good fit to actually have a relationship yet so i can have a lot of limerence and just geek out and like like you're so great and i just want to smell your pheromones get them in my face but i can do that without being in my head like oh i'm having a relationship with this person or renting the Mm u-haul and the and the basic things that you do because some okay so there's big study it's been replicated uh mris scanning brains when you are in love, they, they, they tested a bunch of people who are in love. They scanned their brains. The brain centers that were active for people who are highly in love, exactly the same brain centers for people who are addicted to cocaine. <laughs> Woo! Really important to know. And I think sluts just know what that they're high mm-hmm. and shouldn't be operating heavy machinery. <laughs> I think that's really the difference. It's like, it's like the difference between somebody who gets high on, you know, and they're like, man, I'm really high. And somebody who's never been high before and they take acid and they're like, I can fly. <laughs> no, really, I can fly. So you have some, some amazing sex and you're like, I'm in love. Yeah, you're falling in love, but you're not actually having a relationship yet. And then how that wrecks your life or doesn't wreck your life, I think it's person by person. But you can also delay that imprinting. Wait, how? I want to know. You keep saying you're like these five easy steps that I'll yeah. talk about. Okay, are you ready? I'm like, I'm, hello? Okay, I want to so know So these are my slut protocols. Take what's useful. Chuck the rest. I'm not, I'm not attached to any of it. First thing, ideally for most people, just fuck that person once a month. Most people? Yeah, somebody's like, what the? That explains everything. But most people, they do it on a weekly basis. If you're fucking somebody more than twice a week, you're probably having a relationship, whether you guys call it a relationship or not. So first thing, keep it down to once a month. Most people, they're like, yeah, 28 days from now, we'll be good. I won't be freaking out on you too much. And we can do this again. Yeah, because there is a certain amount. Because I've, I mean, I'm all about fairy tales. And I was all about the chick flicks and the bedtime stories about love and fun and love and happy ever after stuff. And, but there is a point where I notice like, oh, I'm just going to keep falling in love with someone random that I think is cute and is sweet. 
so I can just be in love with anybody I want. I hope the next person is really rich. Uh, you know, <laughs> but like, that's like where I started to notice that is that if I delayed the next time I saw them, that my, my high would wear off and I'd be like, I want you, I want you, I want you. And then day five or six, it's like, oh, I can, yeah. I have a question. Uh, how how does that uh, relate to texting and contact? You and have email? my next oh. the next protocol. Oh. This is like I've come down from Slut Mountain here <laughs> on these tablets. Are those huge tits that you wrote them on? <laughs> That's protocol number two on, on these huge silicone boobs. Um, so, <laughs> are, yeah. um, I'll just stop there. Um, so the next one is. Um, be really conscious of how you guys are staying in touch. So if you're texting every day, you're just dopamine. Like they are your drug dealer for dopamine. That's it. If you're texting and, and sending cute little Facebook things, or if you're stalking them on Facebook, that's the dopamine talking. That's your imprinting, your transference happening. So just know that and back off. Like basically once a month, and then in a couple of weeks, you schedule for text or call or whatever works for you the next time you're going to fuck. And you just kind of keep it at that. And then as you guys like lay, map that out, and, and then you can actually start being more friends and going and doing friends things if it's a good fit. And then as you start to, to figure that out, you know, so I can text people all the time and fuck them a whole bunch. But I don't fall. I fall in love differently. I think. Well, what about when you're already friends with someone? So you've already been doing the friend stuff, and then you add on some sex, and then it's either like, "Oh my God, you're the whole package," or it could be like, "Oh, this is really weird." Uh, Protocol number three. Oh! Booyah! <laughs> well, this is like when you really geek out on this stuff. You're like, "Oh my God, it's all right there." Um, don't do sleepovers. This is another thing that, that can flip people's imprinting switches. Like, oh, I felt like, the audience like kind of shift a little there. Yeah. Was, wow. So, but like when you like when you wake up and you watch them like breathing and you're like, oh, it's happening. He's like, look at the way that their their chest rises and falls. Oh, like so. But this is the thing. Like so, when Ow. you have sleepovers, it's there's a chance, right? What I would advocate, don't do sleepovers. It just becomes easier. So you kind of take things out, and then you can add them in slowly. It's like one of those food diets where you're trying to see if you're <laughs> allergic to something. Um, it's, it's food elimination, right? So this is, this is like you know love elimination style here. Um, no sleepovers. The other thing is don't do... Is like, this number four? Or is huh? it still part of number three? No, this is four. Okay. Yeah. So don't, don't do weekend getaways where you guys just fuck each other's brains out. Because those include sleepovers, right? There's a chance that especially if it's somebody that you have a crush on and then you go away for three days and you guys just fuck each other's brains out, you're going to come out of there being like, you're dreamy. And it's so hard to to detox on that. You're creating that bubble. Yeah. And you're having a relationship. So these these are just ideas for you to play with. I just, I, I understand now why I have three serious partners. I did all of that wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm very happy, but I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah Disneyland? No. And then camp, yep, Reno. Now okay. use these. <laughs> all the t- texting? 
use these protocols for good, never for evil. Because there's somebody in the audience being like, I will make them mine. Yes. <laughs> oh, take them away and sleep next now to them. Now we and all they have the secrets. Mine. So the, the fifth yeah. protocol, and it's not like I have a list of like, the, these are the five. Number five. You screw up number five. These are, I'm just numbering them because it's fun to do I mean, it. It sounds right like now. you do. The, <laughs> <laughs> protocol number 77. Everyone's like. <laughs> Give them a just, cool nickname, but use the same one for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like that. Okay. It's. So the, the easiest way, the easiest way to not fall in love, to not trigger your imprinting, is on, honestly the the once a month will handle it for a lot of people and being care, careful of how you stay in, in contact with each other. The easiest one, which is not everybody's bag of tea, is group sex. Really hard to fall in love with. <laughs> it was like I felt the breeze from people going. <gasps> it's <was> like <laughs> so. <laughs> And then there's so many nuance being, he's just hitting on the whole audience. Um, but it's, it's, it's transference levels are different when it's a threesome or a foursome or a moresome. That's true. There's something about the dyad when you're just, it's the two of you and you just start like breathing each other's the breaths and you're close and you're. Tantra guy gazing. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Yeah, oh, number six, don't look at them in the eyes when you're experiencing pleasure. Because that it's, is. It's like. <laughs> And make sure you tell them not to look at you. Ever. <laughs> Never look at me. Right. <laughs> Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Medusa. Sex. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so healthy uh, and fulfilling. <laughs> um, I think similarly, I've is. I've the, I've always been able to stay uh, uh, arm's length in a in a healthy way with people that I'm dating when it's more than one. Um, so even if it's not that you're having sex with everybody all at once, if you're having sex with a bunch of different people, yeah. um, same. And that would be like Z's. that would be the next thing is if oh, you if, you're, if you I'm have sorry. well, but if you have multiple, if you're getting your sex from various, it's like news media. If you're getting your news from different channels. <laughs> Um, it's it's really like diversify, and that way it it will help you limit the um, the impact of you starting to fall in love with people. And I don't have a problem with falling in love, but like a lot of people, again, it's they become you know they're addicted to cocaine, and you're just making you know bad life choices basically. When you, you want to be as conscious as possible about these things. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I should say something like, yeah, maybe it's good to only do the FWB thing if with uh, two or more people. So it's not just one person. However, then I immediately remembered that, like, I can – I remember I, in the spans of my life when I have been, like, single – then all of a sudden it becomes like a thing where I need to like have a spreadsheet to remember everyone <laughs> that I'm seeing at different levels of the scene. And it could be just a date. It could be like bone in all the time. Just do a Google doc and share it with everybody. Right. <laughs> but the thing that I laughed to myself about is that there's always that one person who's like, I want to marry you so hard. And then the other people is just trying to, lie to myself that I don't want to be with that person. Emotional prophylactic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't know what to do about that. But I still think diversifying is a great idea. I mean, some pe- I've definitely seen friends who... But just get focused. clear with why you have friends with benefits at all. Right. You know, like get, get as conscious... Like this is the whole thing with relationships. People don't actually try to sit down and figure out why are you in a relationship at all versus why am I in a relationship with you? 
So it's very similar with when you get clear on what your intentions are. To the extent that you know, you're always going to be learning and, and you know, coming up with new ideas or, or going through new growth spurts. But get clear about why you're trying to do s- stuff. And it's a, it's a high level of awareness if your answer is, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But most people don't even consider it, and so they're just going in with somebody else who's not considering it at all either. You have some good sex, and then all of a sudden, you know, you fall asleep next to each other, and then you bang the whole weekend. You have the date that lasts three days, and then the U-Haul comes out next week. <laughs> and like, do you want to do that? And if you don't, yeah. then then there's there are ways. There yeah. are, there's another, there's another way, right? Now you bring up a good a point about having that conversation with yourself first. Is the thing is is before even talking to the other person. I always tell people like before you go out on a date, especially if you're going to be drinking and stuff, make sure you know you know what prophylactics you want to use. Mm-hmm. You know what 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 are you comfortable doing? It's like four drinks in, right? Butt sex. Oh, I didn't want to do that on the onset, but man. Here we are. Right? Here we are again <laughs> with the butt sex. Yeah, I think a, the dog. a lot of people, when they do do that, they make that, they make that, um, uh, uh, like they're like, like some, someone else's voice in their head. Like they're like, oh, rule voice said I wasn't allowed to do it with this guy, but no, I want to. And it's like that was your voice. You decided that for you. That no one else is telling you not. So, like, just, like trust yourself and stand by whatever you want. And yeah, have figuring out what you, what you want before you interact before you force yourself on someone else. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but <laughs> I mean, emotionally, uh, in a life way. Um, yeah, I think is, is huge. Um, and that's exactly what you do have in that conversation. I think, right. When you have that conversation beforehand, you tell them what you figured out when you talked with you. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to like to have sex and then be like, Oh my God, like we didn't have any conversation about this. Like, I'm not saying that like, you know, Reed says kill spontaneity and everything, but like be real about it. Like the next day be like, okay, so we've been friends for four years and we just had sex. Now what? Yeah. I like bring it now up. Breakfast. What? Now what? Uh, I received an amazing Christmas gift uh, this past year. Um, this because is off topic. Wow. <laughs> it was a the love letter. Oh, okay. It was a love letter from a friend that I've been friends with for years. Um, Thanking me for being, I mean, I'm not trying to brag right now, but it was thanking me for being such a, he said, like, amazing person and and just being wonderful in his his life. And the fact that when we met, there was a lot of attraction. But then, like, you know, life happened, so it's like we didn't really do anything. We became this really uh, great friendship. And then at some point, we slept together. And I forced myself, even though it was the most uncomfortable thing ever to do, to be like, so that happened. And a lot happened that night in a lot of places. Uh, you know, like, like, it wasn't just like, oh, we drunkenly hooked up. It was, like, epic, you know? And it's weird to be like, okay, so we're still, you know, we're friends some more. Hello. Um, and so we just stopped talking, and it was it was kind of tragic because, like, he was getting out of a, a breakup, and, like, and we were both emotionally destroyed, kind of, uh, during that time. So he wrote me this letter saying, 
you uh, have led me and shown me that people can actually talk about these things. And it has changed my life that you're the first person I could talk to, mm-hmm. uh, even the hard stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. I'm not as messed up as I thought I was. I'm really good at it sometimes. Um, but that period of we had to have several talks because uh, he actually – it was like the kind of sex where you're like, life is weird and I'm just having sex with this person. But – this is actually my friend, but I don't really care about them right now because I just need to fuck something. Like, and that was really weird for me to have sex with a friend, but not feel loved or, um, honored as uh, someone that they cared about. Like I was kind of just used, but well, not, I mean, we both used each other. <laughs> like it was really fun. Um, but it was just interesting because it felt weird after, like it felt really weird after. And so to have the hard conversations has led us back to like an amazing friendship. You know, so it's like you can do it. You just need to like feel all the weird and then still open your mouth. And then, it- but not like yeah, that. Yeah, not yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Zit. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. Is like we've spent our entire lives trying to make things not weird, which is like this this weird version of seventh grade, you know, school dance on steroids. But then with your friends especially, or people who will become your friends, get used to things being weird and what's on the other side of it. We spend so much energy trying not to go into the weird, but you realize like your ability to become comfortable with feeling awkward will change your entire life. Because everybody else is so trying not to be awkward, but if you're like, ah, the awkward is upon us. (laughs) And you're that seventh grader who walks into the school gymnasium and you're like, we are all awkward. You're, like, you're the one who knows how to be awkward and you, are, you will then become the king of seventh grade. Which is the goal. Which is the, go- which is yeah, the goal. I feel like you're still really trying to shoot for that. No. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree with all of that. Are you flirting and I think with me? That, no. <laughs> No, I'm being a comedian. Um, with everybody. That's my job. That's my job. Um, but I, I agree with everything. And I think that it's so crazy that we engage in any kind of sexual relationship with anyone or thing and try to not have it be weird. Like, it's the weirdest thing to do. Our bodies are weird. The things we do with them are weird. The faces mm-hmm. we make are It's yep. just weird from soup to nuts. <laughs> so to try to be like, but let's not discuss it weird. Like, just get weird. Mm-hmm. Get super weird. Get, in, get weird 2015. Get waist high and weird. I feel like yeah. everybody's New Year's resolution. I feel like Pete Holmes should be walking out right now. <laughs> he would not become <laughs> oh, I need him on the show at some point. Sorry, Pete Holmes is a comedian weirdo. So you look it up. <laughs> you have the internet. Um, oh, uh, ooh, ah, you, Susie. <laughs> yes. I really. Um, I know uh, uh, that, that I know you told me something fascinating about the world of porn. Oh yeah, and how that can segue into fantastic FWB. In my experience, yeah. So um, I shoot a lot of porn. Um, I was nominated for an AVN this year. I just got back from award season, which is thank you, thank you. Um, 
That's why I have this cold award season cold. So stay, stay away. Um, but I have found that like when you, um, spend time, when you do sex work with another person, um, and you, you know, end up fucking them, you know, on a porn set or you do a double or something like that, suddenly that like barrier of like, Oh, I don't know what your genitals are like or sex with you. We have this friendship barrier. Like that is broken. That is gone. I know what your cum tastes like. It's great. Let's go get Chinese food, you know? Like, and I, that, go ahead, no. I'm just wondering if that affects the taste, but go ahead. Oh, no, definitely, yes. Chinese food after. Um, but I have found that it's, that is a great segue into, um, friends with benefits relationships of like, Hey, like, remember that thing that we did on a set? Well, we're both still naked and like in cool makeup. Do you want to wanna... run lines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and that's, and that's very nice. And it's also very sweet. You know, like I like to refer to that as, as homance, you know, it's, it's nice when you get to homance, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a special thing to share a sex working experience and then have a private sex worker only space for magic time. Yeah. That's what my F W B. Yeah. Relationships often look like anyway. Cool. Do you ever have moments uh, for the friendship after the benefits or the benefits, uh, uh, the private time yeah. Wait, with what? your coworker friend? Do I ever what? During private During, time uh-huh. that you just referenced. Yes. I just wonder when you say magic happens, I just wonder if you're doing something similar to what you did um, in front of camera and you go, Oh, your old face is, old face is way different. Yeah. No. Okay. That, great. I have a total tangent. I realize, but I no, really no. want to know. No, I, I wrote a thing about this actually. Um, at the feminist porn awards last year in April, I, um, I filmed a scene for this like feminist porn company and they were really, and I, I filmed it with my friend Mickey, um, who I'd shot with before and also had a friends with benefits relationship with. And so, um, the director asked us to do this 50 shades of gray inspired <laughs> scene where I was this young speaking in- English yeah. like and just like a lot of cliches okay, a lot yeah, it ahead. was it was bad <laughs> yeah um so I was supposed to be this like young you know like inexperienced you know girl walking into a dungeon for the first time and Mickey was supposed to come in and be this like handsome dashing young dominant blah 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 and we were we were fucking we were doing our thing and we were having fun because we both are kinky in our personal lives and enjoy a little bit of BDSM or a lot um and he was like slapping my tits or something thing and like doing you know something like not you quite, do like you do <laughs> not quite what we do you know without cameras but something kind of bds bdsm light she actually stopped us and was like hey it's just a little much could you just tone it back we're not trying to do real bdsm here it's 50 shades of gray remember um so we finished up the scene we had a great scene it was it was lovely and then we wrapped and we we're like hey do you want to like go have real sex <laughs> so we did and we went up to this like we were at this weird like sex uh dungeon space with like multiple floors in Toronto. It was amazing. We found this great like room that kind of looked like a like high school gymnasium and I was like I fucked the whole football team and he's like I'm a track star. Uh, uh, uh. Like, <laughs> come swapping and cheerleaders and it was awesome. So like not always. Usually like part of homance is that you get to take the gaze away and like ah. just focus on y'all. And Aww. When Aww. comedians hang out we do a thing like uh <laughs> <laughs> Similar, I imagine. It's called no, a comance. Well, we, um, we uh, 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 you know, you'll be hanging out with comics and you'll say something uh, and somebody will say something funny because we're comics and somebody will say something really funny and then a, uh, one of the other comics will be like, oh, that's a bit. You should use that. You should do that. Oh, 
Does that ever happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? No, totally. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, where better to perfect your, like, you know, stunts than in your personal life? It's like, okay, like, can I get fisted? Better find out in the comfort of my, like, home with my friends mm-hmm. than in front of, you know, like, all of the people in the camera crew. Like, But are, are you ever, like, doing it and they're like, what you just did, you should, that should be on film. Oh yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that's cool. like what it's about, <laughs> you know. Like nice. <laughs> we often do a save it for the camera. Come on, <laughs> come on. But no, yeah. Oh, I'm so enjoying you all so much. Where can people find you in the world, Eliza? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. I've got a website, ElizaSkinner.com, um, and I spend a lot of time at farmers markets. So, <laughs> you could run into me there. Oh, you're um. You have a video. You're a correspondent on Kamo. Uh, I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, the 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 formerly. Oh yes. It, it's it it. Oh yeah. You recognize me. Um, <laughs> uh, I was I was a correspondent on Totally Biased with W. Kamau Bell. I did a a, a piece that got kind of popular. Uh, uh, sexy slutty costumes? versus sexy Halloween. Oh! Tell people why not to say slutty. Um, uh, you watch it and you'll be like, oh, I get it. Um, yeah, so I did that. You look great in a unicorn onesie. Thank you. You're yes, welcome. Yes. Why did you wear that tonight? <laughs> Fuck. I can't be everything to everyone at every moment, okay? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. The unicorn thing. Susie Q, where can people find you out in the world? Well, you can always find me um, at thewhorecast.com. That's my podcast. We release one every week on Stitcher and iTunes, so you can subscribe to us there. Um, I also write every week for the San Francisco Weekly. I'm their sex columnist. I have a column called The Whore Next Door, um, and that's how you can also find me on Twitter. It's at Susie Q. James, but if you search The Whore Next Door or Whorecast, you can find me there, and I'm also in a variety of uh, pornographic films that you can cool. S-I-O-U-X-S-I How do you spell my name? You know. (laughs) The Whorecast is always where you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. It's so funny because that's how I do it. Whenever I spell Susie's name, I go, The Whorecast. And that's right there with a Q. Um, Readaboutsex.com, R-E-I-D, aboutsex.com. And because you got me thinking about the protocols, if you want to, I'll have a handout ready in a day or two. So if you go to readaboutsex.com slash sexnerd, um, oh, snap. Give me your email and I'll send you the handout when it comes out. And there'll probably be a free video as well. Ooh. So useful. So good. Cool. Hey, Allison Moon, come here. You get a microphone and you get a microphone and you get a microphone. Where can people find you, Allison? Uh, girlsex101.com or girlsex101 on Twitter or the Allison Moon with two L's on Twitter. Not because I'm pretentious, but because Allison Moon was taken. Thank you for coming to the show. I love you so much right now. You don't even know. And please give our guests a round of applause. Thank you so much. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 